Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. This is Christopher Anastasio, your host. It is Friday, February 11th, 2022, and uh, welcome to episode 35. Uh, super excited to have you guys uh, on board for this episode. Um, you know, Earlier this week, uh, we published episode 34, uh, where I went into uh, some detail about another case study uh, to build on... Um, the one that I outlined for you guys, uh, the Porsche commercial that I saw right before the new year. And I talked about existential benefits and taking, you know, taking regular benefits, quote unquote, of products and services and sort of elevating them into sort of an exalted status uh, and, and then dub them existential benefits. So if you want to check out that episode from earlier this week, you can listen in on how I believe Apple Watch achieved that, uh, you know, from, from, from the same standpoint as like the Porsche commercial. So the entire episode is kind of about Apple Watch. And, uh, you know, you might find that interesting if you already, let's say, heard the episode about existential benefits. So that's just kind of a plug for our previous episode. Um, today, guys, I want to talk to you about... It kind of hit me as I was as I was preparing for this podcast. We have not published an episode in, in now 35 episodes solely dedicated to podcasting, okay? And so there are some ideas I, I wanted to share with you guys on this uh, particular episode that relate to podcasting, and I realize, well, there's no foundational episode per se about it. Now, if you go all the way back, one of our very early episodes, I think it's like episode 11 or something like that, like low double digits, uh, we talked about, you know, is the radio isn't dead. And, and, and there's definitely a lot of content in that, pod, in that uh, podcast episode about audio content, voice content, that kind of thing. So I guess you could kind of argue that that served as... Um, you know, the foundational content to an episode like this. Uh, so you can check that out. You know, I would encourage you to, to listen to it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I would encourage you to listen to all of the uh, podcast episodes. But that one's a good one that sort of flows into this one, I think, to a certain degree. And we're also going to uh, be talking today about uh, episode... I'm going to sort of fold in episode 29 uh, about Twitter. Uh, that episode was titled, Let's Talk About Twitter. And, uh, you know, you, you'll see a focal point towards that episode as well. Uh, as I go through some of the tactics that I want to share with you guys today. So I'm going to stick to the original plan uh, for today's episode. Um, and just know that we will be talking more and more about podcasting as future episodes come around. I mean, I I think it's, it's probably worth some revisitations along the way anyway, uh, as things rapidly evolve in this space. It's not, you know, there's nothing static anyway. So you definitely will hear us talk about uh, certain, you know, platforms, a certain... Uh, you know, certain tactics and strategies over and over and over again, but but in an evolving sense, in sort of a layered sense, okay? Um, so again, I want to get a little bit tactical here too, because the last several episodes were a bit more on the strategic and philosophical approach towards marketing your business, you know, the no like trust factor. We went through those three uh, stages of, uh, of that sequence, episodes 31 to 33, and then the last one was, you know, about the existential benefits, as I mentioned, so we were going to get pretty tactical here today, and in a very specific sense, what I want to kind of outline for you guys tactics-wise is how you can test out podcasting uh, topics, and, and maybe in a larger sense, how you can test out whether you should be doing a podcast at all. So, you know, it, it, depending on which category you fall into, you know, are, do you have a podcast? If, if the answer is yes, then you're going to learn, I think, a little bit here, uh, some ideas on how to... Uh, test out ideas and see what kind of reaction you're getting on, on a voice, you know, a purely voice perspective. 
Uh, and I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. If you don't have a podcast or you know, you've been thinking about one, you're not sure, whatever, this, this would give you a way to see if your voice content is getting any kind of traction, okay? Uh, and, and then help you decide how, how much or how little you should start your podcast, okay? Uh, and it's not the only factor. I mean, obviously, there could be a lot of reasoning that goes into a decision like that, but this would be one set of data points that you could use to inform that decision. So, um, you know, so, so, so let's kind of talk about, let's, let's kind of talk about podcasting and voice in general, just for a moment. And we won't make, uh, I'll get into the, the Twitter side of the tactics here in a, in a, in a minute, but at a real, real, real high level, voice content, audio content is, there's a premium on it for a very specific reason that doesn't apply to any other type of content. And it's, it's based on time. It's the idea that when you, when you provide audio content, you are selling back, you know, I put selling in quotes, you are selling back time to the listener. Because now the listener can say, well, this content is contextually prepared for audio consumption. It doesn't rely on visuals. There, there's, there's, you know, nobody's pointing to anything on a screen. Nobody's, you know, nobody's using, um, you know, graphical images in conjunction with the audio. I can literally listen in, uh, gather what I need to gather from it, and I never need to look at my phone. Like, there's absolutely no requirement to be looking at anything. Okay, and that's what I mean by being highly contextual. I mean, this isn't the same thing as, oh, I made a YouTube video with visuals and I stripped out the audio and I've got like an 80% solution on a podcast from that. You could do that. I don't discourage you from doing that. I think it's an interesting way to, to repurpose content and kind of get more content out there. But I'm talking about when you create audio and voice-based content solely for audio consumption. And, and you know when you do that, I mean, just naturally as a human being, you, you go in with the understanding that the person you're talking to, the audience you're talking to, cannot see you, cannot see your body language, cannot see any, you know, any visual representation of anything. So you're going to approach that content strictly from the standpoint of how do I communicate audio only. I'm doing it right now as I sit here and do this podcast with you. There's nothing for me to point to. I can't refer you to anything. You know, I might be able to mention, like, for example, a hyperlink to you uh, to go check out, you know, a website, a, you know, a, a YouTube video, whatever. But that's probably something you're going to do off-platform after you've consumed this, this podcast, right? So uh, just kind of wanted to emphasize that. All right, so, so, so that's what we're talking about when I talk about audio content, okay? I'm not talking about repurposing. I'm not talking about stripping audio off of other things, okay? So, <clears throat> so, so voice is selling back time. Voice is allowing people to learn from you, to connect with you, to know you, to like you, to trust you, you know, the whole sequence there uh, in a pure audio format while they go about their business doing other things, while they drive their car, while they ride their bicycle, while they pedal on you know, or, or do the, the, the stair lift, uh, you know, device in the gym uh, while they're washing dishes, while they're, you know, changing their kids for school. They can listen to you and they can gain from your audio content uh, while they're busy accomplishing other things. And so it's the only kind of content that's going to afford them that opportunity. So there's a unique little asterisk type quality to this. And that's why it's so important. So obviously, you know, if I keep going with it, then the whole episode is going to be about that. It's not really what I wanted to kind of lay out there for you guys today. Um, 
But we, we will definitely come back to that. We will expand on that. We will talk about different strategies and tactics for, uh, for, for all kinds of aspects of podcasting and creating audio content. I think it's, I, I think, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I think video is understood to be the best kind of content. I mean, people like to look at their phones and be entertained and watch things and take things in in three ways, right? Like, you know, they're taking it in visually. They're, they're obviously listening to the video and sometimes there's text in the video, right? So they get hit three ways and they really come away with whatever it is, you know, that the message was. So I think there's a, there's a known popularity of video content. I think there's a bit of an underappreciation for audio content. And, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that audio is better than video or you should ditch your video strategy for audio or anything like that. Of course, you know, if you've got enough time, it's like, hey, do it all if you, if, if you can pull it off. Okay, but thoughtfully, of course. Um, but I think it's more, it, it's not about what's better or worse per se. It's about where the appreciation for it is and where maybe there's an underserved market. Okay, so it's, it's something to kind of consider. Obviously, you have to look at your industry, your sector, who else is putting out audio video, co- I mean, audio content, excuse me, uh, in your sector and, you know, what, what's, what's the competitive landscape for that. Um, that shouldn't hold you back. Uh, you have a unique voice and a unique brand and a unique business, uh, presumably, in terms of the way you infuse that business with your personality. So that can always come through uh, in video and audio. Uh, but it, but it's just something to think about and take into account as you enter into uh, a marketplace, particularly if it's a crowded uh, marketplace. Okay, so just some very very high level musings there on audio and and you know the whole voice content thing. Uh, but let's talk about the the you know what I mentioned a few minutes ago about Twitter and about using Twitter in conjunction with audio. So obviously a very specific episode here. If you don't use Twitter. If you have used it, you don't like it, you didn't get any traction on it, I'm not sure this is as much value to you, but I think, I think there are concepts in here that you can benefit from if you don't necessarily use the tactics, okay? But what I would think is, you know, because Twitter has been around for a very long time in social media years, okay, in fact, Twitter was really, you know, once we got over the, you know, the, the awkwardness and the weirdness of like MySpace and Friendster and things like that, I would contend that Twitter was the second major social media platform to really enter the conscious, consciousness uh, or conscience uh, of society. So Facebook really made its push into the marketplace in 04, displaced, you know, Friendster, MySpace, etc. And then two, three years later, I would say, you know, two years later it was operational. I think Twitter was, was put into use for a very specific purpose. It was like at a tech conference in San Francisco or something like that. I mean, don't quote me there. You'd have to have to look that up. But in 2006, it was used like as an internal messaging system at some conference somewhere, I believe, uh, like the Twitter was either part of or hosting or something like that. And then it started to come out at large. You know, it was, it was now, you know, anybody could get an account on there and that sort of thing. And so that really started to push through in, by the, like the 2007 timeframe. So if we use 07 as the, as the year, it's been around for 15 years. And it's very possible, guys, if you've been in business for a while, that you would say, yeah, Chris, I've been around on Twitter for a while. I haven't been around in a voice, like on a voice platform, i.e. a podcast, for that long or nearly that long. Uh, or I'm not on a voice platform at all. Okay? So that's kind of the people that I'm speaking to the most with this episode. But like I said, I think others can kind of benefit from this. But let's just kind of go there for a second. Like, let's say you've been on Twitter for a long time and you have, you know, several hundred, maybe thousands of followers. You don't need to have a million followers to do what I'm about to describe. In fact, 
arguably you don't really need many followers at all. I mean, you know, this can still work. It's just obviously your data is a little bit more diluted. But what I like about Twitter, because it's so conversational and informal and it's very bullhorn-like, right? It's just, you know, people sort of shouting out into space, you know, throwing their stream of consciousness out there for, for mass consumption. It works really well for this tactic that I'm about to describe, okay? So basically, here's the deal. Let's say, let's start with, let's, let's assume you have a podcast, okay? And maybe it's more in its infancy. You're still kind of feeling things out. You're looking for topics, et cetera. But just note, this could also work if you're, if you're not yet started your, your podcast or even if you've had your podcast for a long, long, long time. But I'll just kind of couch it uh, for somebody who's got one and they're, they're still searching around for good ideas and ways to kind of launch that podcast, okay? So you say to yourself, okay, I've got some topics in mind. You know, I, I could talk about them all. That's definitely an option. I mean, you, you really could argue, Chris, don't do anything that I'm saying in this, in this uh, episode. Just go talk about whatever you feel like and then see what happens, right? That's definitely an option. I mean, if you've got, if you've got the time to do it and you, and, you, and you absolutely love podcasting, I don't actually see much wrong with that approach. Uh, but if you're trying to be a little bit more precise, if you're trying to sense out, okay, where, where is it worth putting in a 30-minute episode, a 45-minute episode, a 60-minute episode, you know, if you're going to go real long form with it, it can help to have, you know, some data points to sort of triangulate off of, right? So you say to yourself, okay, I've got, you know, like a list of like three or five or six topics here, not exactly sure which one I want to go with or what order I'm going to do them in or what's going to be most popular and resonate for my audience. And, and let's face it, this is, not, this is not about, oh, you know, which one's going to give me the most likes. You know, that's not what we're going for. What we're really thinking of this as is which one provides the most value or, which, or how can you create episodes that provide the most value because, as we talked about, episodes 31 to 33, that's where you start to get into somebody knowing you, somebody liking you, somebody trusting you because they're picking up lots of value from you. They're not paying you a dime. They haven't taken the credit card out of their pocket. They're simply tuning into you and walking away smarter than when they started. That creates a trusting relationship when done consistently over time, right? So you can use this tactic that I'm talking about to achieve that, to get to the point where you are delivering maximum optimal value as often as possible. And you don't have too many of those episodes where somebody like starts to listen and like, you know what, this doesn't apply to me. This isn't helpful to me. I'm just, I'm just going to shut it off. Okay. And that's going to happen. I mean, if you have a podcast, that's, that's absolutely going to happen to you, but you want it to happen as little as possible, right? You want, you want people, you know, kind of getting value from episodes and then giving like really good feedback on those episodes to hopefully bring in more people and get the snowball effect going and so on and so forth. So, here you are, you're in your Twitter account. You've got some ideas for your podcast. So you say, okay, let me open up. So there's two, two tactics I'm going to talk to you about here that you can use to, to sort of validate or get a certain amount of feedback on your, on your episode ideas. The first one is, I don't know if you guys have noticed, this is actually something that kind of, I feel like it sort of flew under the radar a little bit, and that's probably because Twitter has sort of fallen back in, in the pack of you know, social media platforms. But you can do voice tweeting, you know, through, through your, you know, when you open up a new tweet, there's an icon, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it appears in the same place for everybody. I know things bounce around a little bit on these platforms when they test them. But for me, in the bottom tray of options where you can like click on, you know, photos that you have, or you could add other types of little, uh, you know, 
you know, other non-textual items to the tweet, there's a little, like, voice print. You know, you see, like, the little, like, up and down kind of line. You know, it looks like a almost like an EKG machine or something. Uh, there's that little icon down there. When you click that, you are now creating a voice tweet. And, and what you're doing at that point is you're speaking into your phone. You're, you're, you're speaking into your computer, whichever it happens to be. And you are creating... Um, you are creating a tweet that is purely voice-based. So when, when you're scrolling through Twitter, you know, the person who sees that tweet is not going to see any words. They're going to see, like, basically a background image. Uh, I believe your avatar goes right in the middle of it, and there's a play button. And they're going to listen to you, okay? And they're going to they, they're, they're hear you out in a pure audio format for whatever topic it is that you're addressing. Okay, and forgive me, guys, I, I don't recall off the top of my head how long you can record for. I think it's a minute and 40 seconds. Could definitely be wrong about that. It's no longer than a couple minutes tops. So you can't go on forever. But what's interesting is, what's interesting is if you are recording past the limit, Twitter will automatically roll you into a second tweet, a third tweet, a fourth tweet, etc. right? So you can literally create a voice-based thread without stopping and starting and stopping and starting and doing all kinds of headache type stuff like that. Okay, so it's a really, really interesting way to take a concept, a thought, a piece of you know content that has value, but deliver it in an audio-based format and you know keep it fairly economical. I mean, I'm not saying you, know, you have to do it in one tweet. You know, maybe it takes you four or five or six, and it takes a few minutes or it takes several minutes to get it out there, but more than likely, you're not going to do a 30-minute audio presentation on voice tweets. You certainly shouldn't be, and I don't think anybody's going to listen to all of it because that's not where people go to do that sort of thing. So again, you want to remain contextual uh, to the platform. People on Twitter are used to bite-sized, like, and when I say bite-sized, I mean like crumb-sized, you know, content that's extremely economical, that's extremely quick to consume. So you don't want to go too, too far with it, right? But just know that if you have to get a thought out and it takes a few more minutes or whatever, you can do that, okay? So what you do is, you, you know, you just go through that process, get your thought out there audio-based via the voice tweet, and then you start to watch the feedback, okay? You know, and, and, and maybe across a couple days or throughout a day, you put out, you know, a few different thoughts. Let's say you have three different topics that you're thinking about for your podcast. You go ahead and you, uh, you, you voice tweet about those three, maybe at the same time for three days in a row, you know, let's say um, if you're finding that you get the best engagement like around noon time, then at noon on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you put out a couple minutes or a few minutes worth of voice tweets on that topic. And then you go ahead and you take a look at what the feedback was. Are you getting comments on it? Are you getting questions? Uh, what is? How many likes are you getting? How many retweets? How many quotes, uh, you know, quote tweets are you getting back on it, right? And you just kind of watch that and you say, okay, well, who won? You know, which one came out the best? Or which one did I get the most positive response from and feedback? Where was the most curiosity, right? And of course, you know, if you're just kind of starting out on Twitter also, or you just don't have that much traction on Twitter, you know, you may not get enough data here to make a decision, okay? So I'm not saying this is foolproof. You have to have a little bit of traction. You have to have a little bit of, uh, you know, a, 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 a presence, if you will, on Twitter to make this as valuable as I'm kind of, you know, describing it. But, but you know, if you do fall into that category and you haven't thought to do this, this, I believe, is an excellent way to test content out in the format that it will ultimately come out as. Now, you could tweet 
in text. And you could do the same thing I'm talking about right now. You can test out concepts by te- you know, putting in the textual information in a tweet, in a series of tweets, you know, create a whole thread out of it, and then see what the response is to that and do the podcast based on that. But what I like about doing the voice tweeting is hearing you talk about it versus reading your thoughts on it, two different modes of understanding and ingestion of that information, okay? So I think, you know, trying to get it so that the ingestion is is exactly the same as how you ultimately are going to do it is important. So if you're doing a podcast, put the information out there uh, audibly, uh, if at all possible. And I think this this sort of voice tweeting in Twitter is the way uh, for you to do that. Okay, so the other tactic... Uh, which is a, a bit more elaborate. I think it takes you know a little bit more investment of time, but it's an interesting way to get some some very real time feedback um, that that maybe is going to come in a little bit slower or maybe more drawn out if you're doing voice tweeting is to host a Twitter Space. Now we talked about in the in episode twenty nine. You know, let's talk about Twitter. Um, I talked about Twitter Spaces. Uh, and, and also kind of, I think, probably brought up uh, Clubhouse uh, during that discussion because I was contrasting them uh, a bit, if I remember correctly. But Twitter Spaces was essentially an answer to Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse, you know, it's, it's audio rooms that, that really kind of took hold during the pandemic uh, when, when people had a lot of time on their hands at home and they, they wanted to improve themselves or they wanted to learn new things. And they would go into the app Clubhouse and just jump into audio rooms and listen in. And in some cases, they could speak in those rooms or they, could, they were only allowed to listen, whatever the case might be. Each room had, had its own rules. Uh, and remember, Clubhouse was invite-only at first. So Clubhouse sort of sparked an interest in this sort of live audio room concept, and Twitter adopted that. It took that feature and added it to its feature set later on. I mean, not, not a whole lot longer. I think you know maybe several months later, uh, Twitter Spaces kind of rolled out from when Clubhouse had really caught fire. Um, and, and, and so, boom, all of a sudden now you see these purple circles at the top of your Twitter account uh, that, you can, that you can jump in on, and it, and it shows you that there's a topic going on in that space, and you join it as a listener. And like I said, in some of them you can you know, sort of raise your hand to speak, or you can just come in and you know, you know, maybe you, you automatically can speak. Uh, each, each room, each space kind of is handled differently by the owner of that space. But that's something that you can set up. You can say, okay, I'm going to host a Twitter space and I am going to talk about, you know, let's say you're a a tax preparer. You know, I'm going to hold a Twitter space today on becoming an S corporation. And I'm going to listen to the feedback that I get in that raw sort of setting where things are just happening real time. There's no, there is no scripting out the podcast kind of a thing. There is no controlling the narrative. You know, of course, it could get a little dangerous depending on what you're talking about. But, you know, in most cases, it's kind of a fun and interesting way to talk about whatever the topic might be. And in, 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 let's say, your case for your business, you host a Twitter space, you put out ideas and concepts and and thoughts and bits of advice that you want to see how people are reacting to them. What questions do they ask when you when you talk about that that topic? What what uh, you know? Do you get positive or negative feedback on it? Uh, is it is it a situation where you know um, you know there's there's a skepticism to what you're putting out there, or is it there a confidence uh, that's being generated by what you're putting out there? I mean, you know, I'm just thinking of it from all different facets here uh, that you can benefit from using a delivery method like Twitter Spaces. Now, 
unlike voice tweets, like I said, it's a little bit more freewheeling, right? It's a little bit more like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen on this Twitter space. Let's see what happens, right? Whereas with voice tweeting, you're sort of controlling exactly what it is you're saying in the order you're, you're saying it in, and you're not going to be interrupted by anybody. You're not going to be sort of thrown off course by anybody. So that's kind of, you know, maybe more on the plus side to doing voice tweeting, the first tactic we talked about. But on the flip side, the interesting thing about doing a Twitter space is the feedback is immediate. It's not like you're going to have to wait, you know, for days, you know, to see, okay, let me see how many likes I get. Let me see how many comments. Oh, here comes one. Here comes another in the next day. You know, you're going to get this stuff real time. You're going to be sitting there and people are going to be asking you questions and throwing stuff at you. You know, not literally, but, you know, verbally throwing ideas and questions at you. Uh, or they're going to be saying nothing. You know, if you have a large enough space and nobody's saying anything, you probably didn't talk about anything that was too interesting, okay? Or, or that or that added enough value to spark curiosity, that added enough value to create questions in the listener, okay? So, uh, so those are really the two main things I wanted to talk to you guys about from a Twitter perspective, using Twitter in sort of an interesting way to validate your podcast or to validate longer form audio content. I mean, you know, when I say podcast, it's just assumed that's where people go to do long form audio content. I mean, you can you could take your phone out, take the voice recorder out uh, or open the voice recorder app, you know, record 20 minutes of audio and post it on your blog. I mean, you know, it's not the only way to do this is to have a podcast. Okay. But I think that's where most people who are leaning towards voice content or do voice content, that's what they do. That's what they, that's what they're, that's the platform that they're, that they're sort of putting that content out there. But I think this is an interesting sort of cross-sectional way to use a different social media platform uh, that, that a lot of people have actually questioned why it's even relevant anymore compared to like the immediate feedback and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, um, uh, virality of, let's say, TikTok it's like, okay, you know, Twitter's just been left in the dust. I mean, is it even relevant anymore? So it's a whole other conversation we can have. I personally think it has a role and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It has hundreds of millions of users. And there's and there's a, there's a function to it that you don't get on other platforms. And so the question here is, in this podcast episode that I'm doing, how can you use some of that functionality? How can you use some of that short cycle feedback to then inform and improve your audio content? Okay, and your longer form audio content. Okay, so so we've got about a half hour, guys. I want to sort of wrap it up here. Um, you know, we could we could we could keep peeling this onion back. And of course, if you have questions about it, if there, if there's anything you're not clear on, you know, reach us over at Facebook and or or, or LinkedIn. Uh, you know, transform. You can just look at us, look us up over there. You can go to the website and uh, submit queries that way. Um, but you know, I think. It's, it's about looking for ways to leverage the tools that you have to provide the most value with the ultimate goal of upping your you know, like and trust factor, like you know we talked about a few episodes ago. And so this is a very specific, very narrow way that you can test out to achieve that. I'm not saying you're automatically going to get great results from it. I mean, I think it, it'll work to a varying extent depending on, like I said, your, your Twitter presence, your, you know, your ability to generate traction there. Uh, but it's not, I mean, it's so, let's put it this way, like generating this content on Twitter, particularly the voice tweeting, I think, you know, just walking down the street, you know, break out your, your phone and open Twitter and open a voice tweet and just start talking, right? This isn't, this isn't like high gloss production here, right? So you can just kind of crank this stuff out and, you know, sit back and see what the feedback is, right? If you don't get any feedback, well, you created some voice content for Twitter, right? I mean, you know, no harm done. Right, but if you but if you do get feedback, it can be very valuable, very informative, 
and very helpful as you go about producing longer and more well thought out episodes. I think you know anybody who's doing a podcast and you know is is any good at it, you know, realizes that you know podcasts can take a little bit of time. I mean, the, yes, you can just flip the microphone on, you can start talking. Uh, that that's an option. But you know, long podcasts that go, let's say, thirty plus minutes. I mean, you have to have some preparation. You have to kind of think about what you want to talk about. Particularly, I mean, like, take me for example. You know, being in this seat, uh, sort of by myself uh, when I do an episode. You know, there has to be material there, and there has to be some thought as to what's going to be said. Uh, now, if you have a different format where there's multiple people, or you have at least two people, and there can be some back and forth, that can alleviate some of that pressure. But we all know, if we're, you know, for for the podcasters out there, that it's not a breezy exercise to knock out a 45-minute podcast episode. Okay, so I think that this Twitter tactic, you know, will help you, you know, kind of feed that pipeline of ideas and and and, and validating them and and checking them for optimal uh, value and and that sort of thing. Okay, guys. So, uh, like I said, you know, reach out to us if if you have any questions or you want to you want to work with us on this sort of thing. We'd love to help you. Uh, as you develop your your podcast and your audio content strategy, you have lots of ideas we can share with you there. Lots of different tactics, like like we talked about today, uh, to help you do that. So, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Be back at you next week uh, with episodes uh, 36 and 37 uh, as we head uh, you know into the second half of February. And uh, hope everybody's having a great uh, 2022 so far uh, as we get a little bit deeper into the year. Uh, and excited to explore more of these topics with you guys here on the podcast. So thanks again, guys. Really, really appreciate your listenership. I mean, anything you do for the podcast, if you're subscribing to it, if you're liking it, if you're sharing it, if you're doing all three, we super, super, super appreciate that. Uh, means everything to us uh, that you uh, that you do that. So thanks again, guys. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.